Hey, would you shut the... I'm starting to do my show. Welcome, everyone. It is Friday night in Phoenix, and you're tuned in to the Absolute Geek Podcast. My name is Matt. My name is Lance. My name is Suing Lance, who is also Suing Disney, <laughs> also known as Max. Max, uh, welcome. Welcome, everyone. I hope you guys all had a great week and then tuning in to uh, get a little, get a little silly, feisty, rambunctious, turned on. Um, <laughs> Whatever it is you want to do with this show, man. I mean, like, bro, I got to say, I love our intro music, but it also sounds like one of those YouTube videos you're going to watch of like a montage of like water skiers or something like that. Or hell yeah. (laughs) Or like bass fishing. (laughs) Or what about what about um, Mobius on a jet ski? Can we get a montage of just that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) But it got me in the mood, man. That theme song gets me in the mood. Start it talking gets me about in the mood. Stuff. Speaking of Mobius, in season two, if we don't get to see him on a jet ski, I I'm gonna riot. I'm gonna cancel my Disney Plus subscription. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm gonna burn a target down. I need start, to see. That. I'm gonna start paying the Pirate Bay to watch all those shows. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna pay with viruses on your computer. That's what you're gonna pay with. You gotta. He's just gonna be doing burnouts, and he's gonna pull up to the dock. And go, wow. What a ride. <laughs> wow. I can't even I, do that. One. I saw a headline before the show ended. That he wasn't going to say his signature. Wow. And I was like, that's a bummer. Right. That's too bad. It's also like, it was also a bummer when you had Benedict Cumberbatch and Robert Downey Jr. Not saying no shit Sherlock or something to that effect <laughs> to each other. But no. Wow. Well, you remember it's the same thing. The first the time bummer. Matthew McConaughey was in a movie where he didn't go. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> and everybody's like what what the hell like am i in the matrix like what's happening right now all right all right all right wow what a ride all right hey, wow Patrick, we start the show at 7 30 bro <laughs> well to, to be fair we didn't today so we'll, yeah we, gonna... i think we were two minutes late no but he yeah. said he says 31 minutes at, had passed at 7 32 no two oh, minutes no passed. yeah yeah, that's we started true. the show. We forgot to hit live. <laughs> we, we actually were having a pretty good conversation, and I'm thinking to myself, we should just go live because we're right. We're already getting wow. some content here. Uh, did you guys see uh, Owen Wilson and uh, Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson was given a. Uh, they had a wow off. <laughs> no, he was given an interview about the rivalry between him and his brother, since Luke Wilson is in Star Girl and Mobius is in Loki. Uh, yeah, I think Owen Wilson won that one. I think Nothing Owen wrong Wilson with has won in life <laughs> compared to yeah. Luke Wilson. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Stargirl. I watched the first two episodes and it was it was fun. I just need to get back to it. But come on, being in Loki versus a CW show, I, I think I think Owen won that one. <laughs> a Owen wow off. A wow off. I got a question for you guys. Yeah, what's I think question? I figured it was an interesting way to start the show with a little a little personal conversation here. So, being that I'm getting ready to have a daughter, I've been trying to think of ways to make it where I can bring her, like transfer my love for 
comics and movies and just geeky stuff to her. Right. And with you both being dads, what's what's ways you plan or have tried to bring your kids into this? Like I, I've started her like a combo collection. Like she's already got a dope ass little combo collection going and she's still cooking. You know, I got a little <laughs> spider Gwen onesie. So I, I'm just trying to figure out ways that I can try to incorporate her. Cause what's the one thing is as geeks and, and, you know, fans of this culture that go to conventions say is there's not enough hot girls in this in this <laughs> medium there's not enough hot chicks that are into comics like poor so corbin already like i'm gonna so, raise a hot chick exactly yeah, poor yeah, Corbin's out there out, like is that your goal to to have a hot i mean hot i feel like i feel like a nerd who's having a daughter as someone who loves this stuff that's having a daughter i owe it to this fandom <laughs> to raise a daughter that's gonna be into this stuff to, to okay. fulfill the dreams of all these nerd dudes out there. Like, I can't ever find a good girl that's into comics. Like, poor Corbin. Like, if I had to snap my fingers and find a girl that would just meet everything Corbin wanted and be into comics, I would do it for that man because he deserves it. But I just feel like maybe I owe it to somebody to, to walk this line. To so toe this line, the, I should say. Here's the thing. My daughter just turned 10 years old yesterday, my oldest. And uh, she may like some of the things that I like, but she'll never tell me because she <laughs> wants me to think I'm the biggest loser on the planet. <laughs> so my daughter has a few Funko pops hanging up on her wall that I bought her of like Harley Quinn's and stuff. So she does like some things, but if I come to her and I say, Oh, Kaylin, isn't this cool? She'd be like, no dad, you're lame. Get away from <laughs> yeah. You always destined to just be that lame dad. If you're, you have a daughter first, like, like I see, yep. I see all these pictures of Max like watching Lord of the Rings with his son, and I'm like, hell yeah, man! Like that's what I want to oh, do. Dude. That's that how it was so... when I was little. That's how it was when I was when when Kaylin was little. It dude, doesn't last. <laughs> it, yeah, and it may not. Well, here's the thing. I mean, girls can like nerdy stuff too. A lot of girls do, but I do think that boys in general tend to like gravitate to that a little bit more, mm. and so. I won't be as surprised if James does stay into it. Like my brother has young kids and one of his girls really enjoys star Wars. The other one, not so much. And then his boy just loves it. Like that's my brother's main thing is star Wars. And it's one of my main things too, but dude, you just got You just expose them to it. My, my experiences this week, I took Wednesday off because we didn't have a babysitter for that day. It was my wife's last day at her internship for her master's degree. And my son and I just hung out and I've been watching all the Lord of the Rings on, on 4k because i got the discs a while back and i'm like oh, i need to watch them i paid 100 bucks for this freaking thing i need to watch these but i already watched lord of the rings earlier this year that's how much i that's how much i freaking like these movies anyway so i put them in and you would think that Gollum would be this creepy character you know you would think he would potentially scare my one-year-old boy no he finds him absolutely hilarious and it wasn't just that one video i posted on my social media Every time I watched a scene with Gollum in it, my son would immediately, as soon as the character came up on screen, look at me and smile, look back at the TV and just start giggling. He just finds him to be the funniest character when the reality is he's freaking creepy. But uh, he doesn't, you know, he does have a funny voice. So I I laughed every time I saw Gollum. <laughs> I bought you a Gollum statue, didn't I? Did you buy that for me? I did buy that for you. Nice. Yeah, I, I love found that it statue. at like a good. I found it at like Goodwill and I was like, oh. I like how my question turned into your guys' bromance. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, 
I can't say because my kid's only one, but what I can say is an uncle of some nerd kids, you just expose them to it and hope that they, they take to it. Yeah, you can't jam it, like ram it down their throats. Although there's certain things, like my boys, their uh, their grandfather was trying to get them to like the Broncos, and I said, fuck that, that's not happening in this house. Uh, <laughs> So he bought they them, like, like the Raiders Broncos. instead. No, no, we're a Cardinals family. Like I said, hey man, like if you don't want to be disowned by your father, <laughs> you are never going to walk in here wearing anything but Cardinals yeah. gear. Like, well, it, like say say your daughter comes in, Matt, who's a big Packers fan, wearing a Bears jersey. Like, how much would you die on the inside? It'll probably happen in my household because my dad's from Chicago and and Milwaukee, so he's kind of like split. He's not one of those like normal Packers fans that are like fuck the Bears. He's he's right on the edge of like I'm down with either team. He leans more towards the Packers, but he's kind of one of those rare like I am with the Lions being from Michigan. It's kind of like one of those rare things where you're like you're okay with either team. So I, he would do it just to to bust my balls, honestly. Yeah, I'm not that way at all. <laughs> I bleed red or purple and orange or, you know, um, shit. They're all red, aren't they? <laughs> Except the sun. Coyotes, yeah. <laughs> I was starting to think. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so my uh, father-in-law is a huge Cowboys fan. And I've always, I know, I've always <laughs> disliked the Cowboys. You know, back... Back in the 90s when the, the Niners weren't in our division, I liked the Niners and the Cardinals. I've since changed my ways and I've repented of my sins and I only <laughs> like the Cardinals now, but I've always hated the Cowboys. Like if you were a if, if you were a Niners fan, you couldn't like the Cowboys, especially not during the Steve Young days in the late 90s, you know. But um it's tough with my father-in-law being a, a, such a huge Cowboys fan cuz he buys crap for my kid and I'm not as aggressive as lance like i will allow my child to have the stuff but i'm not putting him in it except for maybe to like take a picture with his grandfather that he can keep but we're not posting it on social media (laughs) (laughs) uh my my kids broncos stuff went directly to goodwill (laughs) so there's so there's actually one onesie that i'm okay with it's a uh grandpa says i'm a cowboys fan and so what I want to do is allow him to give us that jersey. And then I was going to give it to Lance and have him like print on the back, I'm not, or something like that. <laughs> that way, you know, he could still have his fun with the shirt, but it, it makes it clear. But dad says I'm a Cardinals fan. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. I, I just know, want man. to know because like my I started her collection and like my my girl, my fiance is like, oh, that's cute. And, and she's like, oh, well, it's showing me all this like really leopard print bull crap and i was like mm, no we're gonna we're gonna get her raised up right and i'm like you know i kind of owe it to this fandom to to raise yeah. a daughter that's like hell yeah comics hell yeah let's go into this culture and not just like in it to show her tits or you know make money at booths for like some yeah. of these cosplayers or actually no stuff like i remember we did a panel and there was three girls in there, hot girls that came into one of our panels. And I said, oh, my gosh, what are these girls doing here? And really, I should have checked my bias at the door because those three girls were the most knowledgeable 
comic fans I've ever met in my life. Like, I think yeah. they could show you up, Matt. <laughs> or Probably. Jay, who knows a ton about comics. These girls were hot and they knew their shit, you know? And um, I think it's just one of those things, like, you just introduce it to them. And then if they gravitate towards it, great. But if not, I mean... You force it. <laughs> no, you no. can't play with Barbie. Here's make Wonder them Woman. You yeah. for the rest of their lives. My daughter, so her, her and I, we bond over music. Is our thing. Like she definitely got some of my musical talents. Like she's, she's very on pitch, and she has a good voice, and she has like a, like she plays ukulele and stuff. I play guitar, but you can tell like she has the finger dexterity and stuff for it, and the and the drive to do it. Um, so we bond over that. Would I love it if she was into the nerd stuff like I am? Absolutely. But that's where my boys came in. My boys are into the nerd stuff for sure. But I still have two more chances with my two little girls. So we'll see how it goes. One of them <laughs> will be into it. Well, one of them is betrothed to my kid. And yes. my kid <laughs> is, you know, he's going to be into it. He's going to be into this stuff. He's going to find Dude, a girl that's into it. You're I say that. And my wife is like not interested in this stuff at all, and that's totally fine. So. Your kid is going to have a ton of options if you think about it, because Matt's girl is going to be about the same age, and then <laughs> um, there's my daughter, and then who else? I don't know. Also, any other individual around his age that he's interested in? Yeah, I just like jokes, dude. My Little Ponies. That's he's where got. It's at. Well, he's got a. Uh... Well, I guess he he can't do um, Taylor's or Tyler's daughter because that's you guys are related. Yeah, that's that's cousins. But I think that's illegal. <laughs> that's second cousin. That's good, bro. Second cousins. Yeah, that's second good. cousins. There's enough removal. <laughs> we're we're good. We're clear. We're we're good here. No, but Lance's sister had a had a girl too on the same day. They have the exact same birthday. So there we go. That's what I'll do. Yeah. I think oh. Brianna's baby was like four hours before yours or so what you're saying but... is you need to pitch a baby bachelor <laughs> episode. Baby and bachelor. instead of roses, they're gonna give binkies. Yeah, instead of roses, they give binkies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh, he loves me. Hey, bronies or brownies. I'm so... I'm down with both, man. <laughs> would you We're take this? Brownies. Would you take so... this binky? So James is teething, right? And he hasn't been feeling well. And so you guys say passies, and it makes me laugh because he had two passies earlier today to make him feel better, one in each hand. And he put one of it in his mouth for like a minute, take it out, put the other one in his mouth, spit it out, put the other one in his mouth, take that out, put the other one. It's just hilarious. He's got options. Double fisting, man. You know. Yeah, he's got options. Yeah, that's like Edward Forty hands. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that is, Max? You take two forties and you duct tape them to your hands. You can't take them uh, off until you finish them. Oh, I had not heard of that. Matt, you've heard Ed Edward Forty Hands. That's, absolutely. Yeah. I may have been Edward Forty Hands once or twice. Oh. You know? I've been, I've <laughs> Full, been disclosure, twice, but... <laughs> Full disclosure. Full like, disclosure. Like Mickey's or, or uh, Steel Reserve or something. Oh. <laughs> like the, the shit stuff you buy at Circle K. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, Milwaukee's best because it was like seven bucks for a 30 pack and you get it and you can play beer pong on it and you can do all it was yeah. the perfect beer for the broke college student <laughs> ours was oh. paps you could go to the oh, bar dude, paps. And get, 
Yeah, you go to the bar and get a um uh a um dollar paps blue ribbon pint. Yeah. Dude, did you say they paps? Were all I think was a pap smear. Paps blue ribbon at all. This paps fly is about to fucking you, die. You'd get you'd get it for a quarter at the real bar where my band used to play all the time. A quarter for a whole uh pint. Uh, Pint. pint thanks dude i was drawing a blank it's been a while since i've drank beer <laughs> a whole pint for a quarter of paps blue ribbon and nice we smashed bro smashed but all right um, well enough dude, of the one of these cartoons enough oh, of the family talk uh let's get into a little bit of geek news here what's up, what's up stumbling jedi Yo, Stumbling Jedi, what's good, brother? Solo Wookie, good to see you. Patrick, you're you're the damn liar as far as I'm concerned. Um, but let's get into a little bit of geek news here this week. And a big thing that we got this week was we got a new trailer for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I was saying before How the show pumped this- I am for this movie is just not even like... like the, <laughs> watching this trailer made me want to go get a jumpsuit and a proton pack and just run down the street pretending like I was shooting ghosts. Yeah. Like it, it made me want to even be like Bill Murray and uh, in fucking zombie land with Woody Harrelson where you got the little vacuum cleaner and, and just pretending to, <laughs> to do it up. Like it, it's so much, so much nostalgia joy came just erupting from my pores. You can tell that it's like going to have like a grittier tone to it right like it's it's it it looks a little bit more um rooted than like the original two but it still feels so much more part of that universe than than the reboot did right like you can already tell from the trailer that this is going to be true to the original two i just want more i want more ghost busting action though like that's my problem with the original two Ghostbusters in the remake is there's not enough like ghost busting action in it for me. Yeah. There's a lot of the science and a lot of the talking and all that, but I just want to see him fighting ghosts. Like I want to see proton packs shooting. I yeah. want to see plasma, you know, plasma exploding everywhere. Like that's, I want to see, you know, traps going off. I want all the action. I, I wonder if you're going to be disappointed though. I think so too. <laughs> Yeah. I think there's going to be some. I just, I imagine that back in the 80s, like the special effects for that were pretty advanced for the time. And it probably cost a lot of money to do that stuff. So that may be why they didn't do it a lot. What are you laughing at, Lance? Solo Wookie, can you explain to me what a Marvel stiff is? Is that is that what you got after you watched Black Widow? <laughs> he, said st- <laughs> he said stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Marvel stiff. <laughs> Stumbling Jedi said, Stumbling Jedi says, Solo said, Marvel stiff. <laughs> oh, he also has a Ghostbuster stiff. stiff. <laughs> I think all go. three of us do, man. Yes, I think so. This Ghostbusters trailer was as, was as good as a hot girl at Comic Con. Dude, yep. here's the thing with this movie, right? It's going to be setting up uh, Finn Wolfhard and is it McKenna Grace? Is that her name? they're going to be the future going forward if more of these movies are created. So you're going to be getting a lot of background story in this movie. So I, and, and we know from the trailers that they get to the town and, and the ghost 
shenanigans don't happen right away, right? Like something unlocks and then brings that stuff out. So just Solo says Marvel Stiff is thinking about She-Hulk. Hell yeah, man. I mean, she's no Brie Larson, but Orphan Black, what's her name? I can never say it. But yeah, like look, we got we got ghosts, we got the return of Gozer, we've got you know, Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, we got Paul Rudd. What what more could you want? An upright Gozer. Did you see the toy that came out? I've not seen the toy. Yeah, there's a Gozer that walks on two legs. Let's see if I can find him. Well, like when you're watching it and and it's starting to crawl, like when you're watching the trailer and you see Gozer crawling out of the hole, like it's got like the shiny rhinestone suit on, like the the guy, the Gozer from the first movie. So, not Gozer. Gozer's the chick. What are the two? You're talking about the dogs, the gatekeeper and the key master? Yeah. Dogs? Yeah. Yeah, so there was a gate master, key master, uh, gatekeeper, or key master toy where he's on two legs, like mm-hmm. walking. But like, I like, I love the little Stay Puff Marshmallow <laughs> Man. Let's be honest, oh, I think, awesome. I think the chubby little Stay Puff Marshmallow Man are are gonna be the next big thing. Like, move over Grogu, move over Baby Yoda. It's gonna be Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. This is their blatant attempt to make a new Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know how involved in the movie they're going to be, but they're they're pretty cute already, just from these trailers. When they're like roasting themselves and making s'mores of themselves, and I want to see a scene where, like in Jurassic Park, where they have those little dinosaurs, they they come over like a waterfall, and then they rip that guy to shreds. Uh, the guy from Seinfeld that steals the Newman, yeah, and uh, <laughs> like a scene like that of of just Stay Puft Marshmallow Man like coming over like the crest of something. I tried just, to think of the most harmless thing. That I could think of. Yeah. Stumbling <laughs> Jedi says that's going to be a dope Funko Pop. Absolutely. And Lance will have oh, about yeah. 30 of them. <laughs> you have to. You have to. I was just thinking that before we even talked about it, that like a five pack of like just five of them doing different poses would be awesome. One of them has a s'more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you got the, some of these clips are from the trailer. You got the, the new kid, the new generation testing out the gear. Is that Corey Feldman? It kind of looks like it, doesn't it? <laughs> then you got more gear testing where she's testing out the proton pack. Clearly, seems- like I like that. Like you clearly get that. Like the Finn Wolfhart is kind of like the older, cooler brother, and she's more the nerdy, like Egon type. So of course, she's the one that finds all of this stuff. You know? Yeah, I think it's cool that it's the girl that's like the nerd. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Paul Rudd with the off, trap. Right? Yeah. Here the return oh, of Janine. Yes, awesome. Now question is she the grandmother and mother to the main cast in this, or is she just like her and Egon remain friends and she kind of like is just like the maybe the, the spiritual successor or setting them up? Like I kind of I think that'd be cool if she was the grandmother. I kind of got that, that feel that work. she was gonna be the grandmother, but then she she talks of like just the, what she says in the trailer kind of was like, Oh, well maybe not. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I Egon was so oblivious to like social cues. Like she hits on Egon for the first two movies, like all the time. Right. And he's so oblivious that I just don't think he would. Well, he hooks up with somebody eventually that. he's got grandkids. Yeah. Eventually it works out. 
I don't know. But, we'll see. Dude, there's so many questions I have about this movie. I'm so excited. And then the new Slimer. Slimer. Yeah. I see that's I don't think that's an actual Slimer because he's blue. So I think it's the same species. I think he's supposed to be like the next generation's you know, rambling specter or whatever they call yeah. it. So yeah, I get, he gives off Slimer vibes, but I also was like, I don't think that's actually Slimer yeah. And then I love the the callback to the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, and the fact that it's on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Of course it would And that be. the phone number still works after Right, and they call well, the phone number and Ray well, and picks that, up. And that works out because in the second movie, he kept the Ghostbuster number for his bookstore. And that's where he's at at the end of this trailer is in his bookstore mm-hmm. picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I he's just... got that continuity. And then they've got the toys that came out of them in their... Of the older original Ghostbusters in their new outfits. So you've got like the original Ray and Winston and Vankman and looks like Bill Murray's coming back. Well, he's the one, he's the All one some in good the, stuff. In the yeah, he did the voiceover in the original. I mean, it was just audio from the first movie, mm-hmm. but I think that's, they're trying to indicate he's going to be in it. But then again, they did voiceover from Mark Hamill for the force awakens and he was in it for all but 30 seconds. I think I think Murray's going to be in it though. Oh, I think he is too. And I hope it's more than no, just a cameo. That's not Dan Aykroyd picking up the phone. That's Bill yeah, Murray. it is. No, it's Dan, Dan Aykroyd. Aykroyd. It's his. It's his bookshop. It's Dan Aykroyd. It's definitely Dan Aykroyd. Oh, and Winston should be oh. in this too. Like, We're close. Clink. Yeah, Winston. Yeah. I hope so. He's already confirmed. Winston. No, there's a, I think there's everyone's confirmed. The, it's just um, uh, no, how a, they're going to come in, what role they're going to play. Well, there's one person I'm for blanking out his name. He stopped acting. He, Honey, I shrunk the kids. Why do I keep forgetting Rick Moranis? His name? Rick, Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah, he's not in it. No. But I think pretty much everyone else from the main cast, you know, obviously Harold Ramis isn't going to Suppo- be. In it. Well, I mean, supposedly the only movie he's coming back to do is Spaceballs, if they ever finish that movie, even though they announced it was in production, but you haven't heard anything from it since. If you if you go to Google and type Bill Murray new Ghostbusters, there's behind the scenes stuff of him in the. So, Ghostbusters. but I thought that stuff was fake. There was a lot of fake pictures of him floating around in the Ghostbusters suit as an old man. So I don't, I don't know how you could fake that. Photoshop's like a beautiful several, thing. Man. <laughs> I'm looking at several pictures. Lance, I made you look like you were riding a jet ski with Owen Wilson. So, I mean, Photoshop's a beautiful thing, my friend. It was so believable. I was like, when was I on a jet ski with Owen Wilson? Yeah, I made it look like Max <laughs> was yelling at Taskmaster. I've made it look like Solo Wookiee was sitting on Chewbacca's lap as a little kid. Like, there's just so many, so many believable things that you can do with And they're with so realistic looking. It's, yeah. it's uncanny. amazing. Like be old pat on myself on the back. My skills are pretty dope, son. But I don't know. Share your screen, Lance. Show, them, show us what you're looking I, at. I think we've all got Buster Stiffs going, though, man. I am. Right, I'm see. so excited for this. Uh, the only thing is, and I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna have to figure something out because this comes out when I'm on my Disney World trip in November, uh, which I'll be on that trip for Eternals as well. But. I'm less worried about Eternals. This is a movie I have to see. And I'm excited that I'm going to be on the trip with my brother because he and I grew up, you know, watching these movies. Uh, I had a Peter Venkman toy as a kid that I took to bed with me every single day. It was my favorite toy. If I lost it in the sand pit in the backyard, my mom had to find it. Otherwise, I wouldn't go to bed. 
I love Ghostbusters. And the female reboot, unfortunately, wasn't very good. And I'm really hoping that this is going to be. So well, I hope stoked. that I see that looks like it's for like an award show or, or something because he's like standing in front of that microphone. Like that looks like super. Yeah, it looks like he's like he's like in front of a microphone and stuff. So it looks Dude. super. It's not yeah, for the movie. True. I didn't notice that until before. Well, it's like giving some kind of speech in the movie or something, but it's like. It says, so this is from uh, Ackroyd. He said Bill Murray already shot his part. Oh, I'm sure he's in it. I'm sure, you know, they're, they, he's got to be just not it. a large yeah. role. Right. Man, and to think we could have seen this movie a year ago. If it weren't for COVID, man. Look at that. In that article, it talks about July 10th, 2020 release date. Right. That's, yeah. That's so, awesome. and now it's November. So you've got, it, it's going to be competing with Eternals because Eternals comes out the week before. So it's like the second week of an Eternals run. And then you're a couple weeks out from Spider-Man far, uh, I mean, No Way Home. It's going to be... Yeah, I think that uh, the winter is going to be bigger than the than our summer. Oh yeah, because there there's been some duds, man. I mean, Fast and Furious and Snake Eyes is not performing well. Unfortunately, which is a bummer. It was really good. I loved I it. I liked it, but, but I, I don't know. Eternals is like this. It's more of an unknown. Like, yeah, it's Marvel, so it's definitely got some power behind it, but it's kind of like, I would say, the Guardians of the Galaxy type thing where people aren't familiar with these characters. So if it's good, then, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to blow up. But if it's I just think, okay... I think, I think Tyler already uh, bought his tickets. For what? For Ghostbusters? For, uh, no, for the Eternals. Oh. It has I'm, I'm not excited for it. I don't... I'm not excited for that. Crush? I'm not excited for Shang-Chi. The star of Stuber, Stuber, Kamal oh. Nagiani. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which Tyler was like, said was the he? best movie ever made. Yes. Good old Stuber. But yeah, I think like Max is saying, we've all got Ghostbusters hard-ons. I can't wait for more information to come out about this movie. Um, I can't wait to see it. I've been waiting and waiting and waiting. It's solo Wookie, oh. you gotta get a new phone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> oh, man. he gave his phone right. <laughs> Moving on, let's talk Hawkeye. Max's favorite subject. Max says, "Is Hawkeye ever coming out?" I don't know what's going on with Hawkeye. I know, man. The, I'm I'm happy the, to hear the news. You get the but... teaser at the end of Black Widow, and now we get that Hawkeye's coming out in November too. the The day before Thanksgiving, Hawkeye comes out. <laughs> fuckers just want to put me into it. Overload on joy, dude. They want to help know, right? you one after the so other. <laughs> they want to help you deal with your family problems. <laughs> they want to help you deal with that those pesky family members at Thanksgiving who want to come to your house and eat all your food. At least you can get away by watching a little bit of Hawkeye fun. I'm, I'm excited. Hope my family watches it so we can talk about it at Thanksgiving dinner. I might have to send out a family text and say, "Watch the show and talk about it." What tomorrow. What's that like to have to have? Uh, Mutual interests with your family members. <laughs> you know, some it's my a family sub- could not give one rat's ass about this. Stuff. Well, your brother <laughs> likes this stuff. You can talk to him about it. But like, no. but 
I don't know. Mandalorian was fun because all of my siblings except for one were watching it. That dog is mad. Yeah. He doesn't like what I have to say. Um, <laughs> or he needs to take a piss. I don't know. Anyway, my, all of my siblings were watching Mandalorian. So every week we were talking about it. Same thing with WandaVision. And then it kind of died off after that. But it's it's fun. Like I have family dinner every Sunday. So it's cool when they're all watching it and we get together, we eat dinner. And then afterwards we sit around speculating about what's going to come next in the show. That's all. What's that so, like to have family dinner? It is. Uh, I enjoy it. I like it. Oh, man. My family can't get together without fighting. So somebody's going to try to fight somebody. Luckily, we're not there yet. It, hopefully, it doesn't get there. Our 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 um, political opinions in our in my family have vastly polarized, and so we find it's better just to not talk about it because, yeah, otherwise there would be fighting too. Good. Call. I don't know. What, I don't know what you guys fight about, but <clears throat> my mom's side of the family—that's a huge issue. You got who's like, looking at who? Who t- you know, oh. salt oversalted what? <laughs> Whatever they can fight so about. Everything, everything. Fight about yeah. My family, it's always been politics. I've got some uncles and aunts that are very far left. i got uncles and aunts that are very far right. They disagree about everything on the political spectrum. We just learned, don't talk about it. Yeah. So it says, we get don't we if. get, so it says, don't we get what if before Captain Benjamin Franklin Pierce, a.k.a. Hawkeye? Yes. Um, Next week, what if, right? You're about to have a family dinner as you two sitting around high chairs watching a human poop themselves and eat peas at the same time. <laughs> He's 100% That's probably right. true, so I believe Jedi. Oh, 100% Jesus. right. He's 100% right. But Literally I like that this, this movie fits the time frame, though, because it's set during Christmas. As you can see, the Christmas lights, and when they're filming it, there was snow on the streets and, and a lot of holiday signs. Like you see, they walk, I think at one point, they walk past the Santa Claus and that makes me that, even more so. excited. I didn't notice any of that stuff. Yeah, like, even so it's picture, all like I didn't holiday. Even think about the fact that it's got Christmas lights. I because lo- I love Christmas time. It's my favorite time of year, and so the fact that you're—I think you're right—that this is going to like be set at that time. That's cool. So. I have a question though. So they've said that both Hawkeye and Miss Marvel are going to come out this year. If this is coming out in November, does that mean Miss Mar- Marvel is going to come out right after it? I think Miss Marvel comes up before it because I, I think I think it makes Marvel actually wrapped filming before this this stuff this wrapped. So I think Miss Marvel comes up before Hawkeye. But we're already getting entertainment first looks and stuff, entertainment weekly first looks, but we haven't yeah. gotten anything like that for Miss Marvel. Well, because I think you're getting this for Hawkeye because uh the fact that um they're the fact that Black Widow led into this and that Black Widow kind of set this up. So you're kind of getting those first looks. And I mean, I find it odd that we're getting first looks for this and we haven't even gotten a stinking Spider-Man trailer yet. Oh, yep. You know, we, we've gotten nothing Spider-Man related yet. Nothing except so. some images of toys. Yeah. I, I agree with Matt though. I think that we're still going to get Miss Marvel before this. Cause the reality is this show is going to be six episodes, meaning it's going to lead into 2022. And while, I mean, I've mentioned this before, I do see a world where eventually there will be more than one show running at the same time. I don't think we're going to be there this year. I think Miss Marvel is going to come out first. And I don't, is that one a 10 episode or a six episode? Do we know? Well, there will be shows running on top of each other because 
Book of Boba Fett comes out in December. I mean Marvel shows. I'm talking Marvel. Oh, shows. I gotcha. Because gotcha. they've said all Marvel shows are going to be on Wednesdays, and I don't think this year we're going to be seeing Miss Marvel and Hawkeye releasing on the same day. I could see a world where Miss Marvel wraps up like a week or two before Hawkeye comes out, though. Yeah, there's usually a couple of weeks, like two weeks in between these Marvel shows. I wouldn't, so I wouldn't be surprised if Miss Marvel comes out like September and. <laughs> And Solo Wookie in the chat. Sorry. <laughs> he says, I got 10 bucks. Hawkeye comes before Marvel. Just saying, Pornhub has taught me one thing. That's the thing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that, you know, I, again, oh Miss Marvel, I wouldn't be surprised if Miss Marvel comes out in September, ends late October, and then, or even comes out October, ends beginning of November, then we get Hawkeye rolling into the end of the year that's what i'm thinking i hope so dude because i'm going through withdrawals right now with it's been what two weeks since you had yeah. a loki episode yeah you know what's funny i i kind of am too i don't have like any shows right now that i'm excited for a new episode to come out every week like i'm watching the bad batch but it's just kind of an okay show and so yeah I'm, i want something to look forward to every week i don't i don't have that right now you got new episodes of ted lasso Oh shit! I need to watch that tonight. Need Thanks, to, man. I, need, I need to watch that show. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. First episode was so time. good. So. The first episode of the season was so funny, dude. I was laughing my ass off. Love that. But show. yes, there you go, Max. I know you've been waiting on with bated breath of when uh, Hawkeye was coming out, and it's still coming out this year. So it's got a confirmed date. I feel good. It it does. They've kind of made Jeremy Renner look like a pedestrian dad again. Like, I was kind of digging his look in Endgame where he kind of looked like, I'm going to kill everybody that I speak to look, you know? <laughs> uh, oh, as Ronan? This weird hawk. Yeah, like, and now, and now he's like, he's covering up the sleeve and he, his hair is a little grown out. He's got the faux hawk back. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's wearing like white New Balances. Oh my but god! His so- he's wearing shorts and his socks are halfway up his. Th- his and he's got, he's got the he's got grass. He's got the big cell phone pouch on the side of his. The yeah. white New Balances with grass stains on him. There you go. No man, I was digging the Ronin look. He did look cool in Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another news: Bro. Bob Odenkirk, star of uh, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, multiple things. Um, had a mild heart attack on the set of the final season of Better Call Saul this week. Um, he's expected to make a full recovery. Um, so scary, especially as Bob Moldenkirk, who and but I'm sure it was scary when he fainted on the set of Better Call Saul. But um, well, I I immediately got um, uh, John Ritter vibes. Like when I read that, like I thought it was another John Ritter because John Ritter collapsed on set from an aortic valve bursting in the, on the, on the set of uh, eight simple rules mm-hmm. died within like 15 minutes, dude. I was, I was worried for him. Cause I love this guy, dude. This guy's well, awesome. Luckily slipping Jimmy is doing all right. Yep. I'm happy about that. He's a great actor. The show is fantastic. I'd love to see it wrapped up. I'd hate to see him die. He's not, you know, he's still a young guy, but yeah, I, I saw that news and I was like, Oh man, I hope, I hope he's okay. And then within a day, I think his son was tweeting, He's gonna be fine. Don't yeah, worry. no, no word yet on how this is gonna affect the production on and the release schedule for the final season of Better Call sure. Saul. But um, it's already been like two and a half years, hasn't it? Yeah. No, it was last year. No. 
No, there was no there was no episodes in 2020. No? 2019. It ended in 2019. No, I remember it was there were episodes in 2020 because that's when I moved to Arizona and I watched the finale here in Arizona. I don't remember anything in 2020. In 2020. I remember 2019, but I could be wrong. So, so like he said, nobody was badass. Nobody, nobody was pretty was cool. cool. I liked it. Was dumb. It was dumb, but it was awesome. <laughs> Ish says Marvel plus, Disney Plus shows haven't really done it for me so far, but I think Hawkeye might be very good. Let's see. Let's Did see you watch Loki? Well, hey, you know, not everyone I, digs Loki. Not everyone digs Loki, and you know what? If you don't like it, I think you should do what Lance is doing and sue Disney. That's what I think. There you go. I'm suing Disney Class for Alita action. Battle Angel and making me so watch the Lion So let's King. get into that then since you want to <laughs> you joke about it. Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney over her contract and them re- deciding to release uh, Black Widow on Disney Plus same day as in theaters. She said that she w- it came out that she was set to make $50 million on box office, uh, you know, depending on the box office from this movie and that she was to get a, a cut of the box office earnings, which I'm sure a lot of these Marvel people do because they know they're going to be big blockbuster movies. They say, all right, well, I'll take half of what you, you know, you're going to pay me a blockbuster a box office earnings. Um, so that's what she did. And now she's mad because she's only made $20 million and not $50 million, depending on Disney. And, you know, it's all, it's all COVID's fault. And, it, I think see, this is, this is exploded ridiculously because now you've got Emma Stone jumping in and suing for Cruella stuff, and it is absolutely without a doubt tone deaf. When there's people on this on this in this country who are asking for handouts from the government for the um, uh, stimulus and all those things, and that people are struggling, you got paid twenty million dollars, and you have buku bucks, dude. And you're complaining when when let's be honest she wasn't even like i know that she was top build on this movie she's not even the star of the movie her co-stars stole the movie from her like she half-assed it right florence Pugh and and david harbour you you only remember the things that they said <laughs> everybody else could have been could have been joe schmoes from the from the 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 circle k you know what i mean like here's absolutely tone deaf here's the thing with this movie and i'm gonna say right now i i'm sorry but disney plus is not the reason this movie had a bad second week the reason this movie had a bad second week is because it's a middle of the road marvel movie it's a movie that gave us nothing so when you get word of mouth saying, oh, yeah, it takes place between this time and this time, it doesn't affect anything that's changed that you've already seen. There's nothing new added. The, Why are you going to post credit scene that adds to the next right. story? Can be Why are you going to spend the money to go to the movie theater? You know, and if she makes this, she's I'm sure she's Disney's already come out and said that she's going to make she's set to make more money from the Disney Plus. So I'm sure that she's got something in her contract that allows her royalties from dvd sales from on-demand sales from you know direct download sales all this stuff and if you come to think about it you're paying what 12 dollars if you go to a harkins here for a ticket 
depending on how many bring you you bring if you take two people 30 bucks right yep. it's 30 dollars to watch it on disney plus so if it, one person buys this movie you're already getting the same price as two people at a movie theater you know that i guess the whole thought is like oh your whole family is going to watch this yada 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 but a lot of people don't have that and they were just buying this cuz they're not ready to go back to theaters yet yeah or they don't want to like I know and Kyle doesn't like going to the theater. I don't know for, if he buys Disney Plus stuff, but like for like Disney to come out and be like, "Oh well," and that and that's like the misstep I think Disney made in this is to come out and say, "Oh well, how dare you complain about money in a time and during a pandemic and people are hurting and yada yada yada," and you're over here claiming, you know, crying over millions of dollars when you've already made twenty million dollars. That has nothing to do with it. But I think here's the thing that I think movie stars are going to have to to realize and is that we're still very much in this big scary and with the new variants that are out there who knows how long people are going to go to movie theaters who knows how long people are going to want to go back to movie theaters who knows how movies are going to do well sorry it's just the way of the it's the nature of the beast yeah i mean we need like you don't like this content that's being released, like we need this right now, especially when we spent a whole year inside of our homes. Like we needed content, right? That's why TikTok has exploded because it was giving people content, like something to consume. And they held this movie on the shelf for a year and installed the entire the entire MCU because this movie didn't come out. And and hey Aaron, and you know. It just, I think it's absolutely tone deaf. And I never, never, ever thought that I would side with a corporation over an employee suing that corporation. Like, I never thought that I would be that guy. But right now, I think Disney is, I don't think they did anything wrong. They've done lots wrong. Like, should I, should I, uh, rehash my Lion King comment? But, uh, Look, you know, I mean, she's I complaining. The Disney's saying that she's made twenty million dollars. I don't know how they're getting that figure, whatever. But pay her the other, you know, pay her the other half and do- Dogecoin and and call it a day, you know. And that way, you're saving your little self a little bit of money. She's set to make some money, and you're you're good to go. Well, that might give her happen. give her a cut of the DVD settle. sales and stuff. Or I'm sure she already gets it. Or there, for at, for every download of this movie. On Disney Plus, you know, we'll pay you what we were going to pay you, what they were going to watch. And I think you guys are discounting the fact of how hard it is to be a multimillionaire who plays pretend for a living. Like, it's really tough to do that life and to miss out on $30 million you were expecting. Okay. Hey, Hillary Clinton uh, (laughs) haircuts are not cheap bro hey i mean i'm not gonna go that far because this is their this is their profession yeah she's got money but this is what they do for a living but like i'm i mean i'm being facetious no i know i'm very pro capitalism i'm very pro make as much money as you want to no one can tell you you've made too much money so like i support her uh, her right to sue no, he can make as much money as he wants. I don't care. Dude, yeah, he can not shoot if, himself not if he's in space in a dick not rocket if he's as many times as he yeah. wants. You know, if you got enough money to make a dick rocket, you've made too much money. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. Like, so I, I, I can see it from both sides. I get it. Her contract was written a certain way, but 
her contract couldn't have predicted a worldwide pandemic where they right. delayed her movie and the entire MCU a year. And Disney finally was like, all right, we, we got to release this movie. And, and not to defend the corporation, but the corporation also employs thousands of people who they want to keep employed. So perhaps this is an, another means for we need an injection of money so these other people can keep their jobs. I don't know. I just... Like Stumbling Jedi says, if the deal was it was set at fifty million, and you jacked me th- for thirty million, I'd be pissed. Yeah, yeah but, but if you have three hundred million in the bank, are you really that worried about it? So are she was gonna- set to make fifty million, but only received twenty. So that was the projection based off of the way Marvel movies do in the box office. It says that she was projected to make fifty million dollars off of this movie, but that's because they were projecting it to be this big blockbuster phenomenon. I don't. I don't think Disney Plus having this go on Disney Plus hurt it that much, because when I went, it was still packed theaters. I think what hurt it this much is the fact that once word got out that this was a middle of the road movie, it wasn't very good. It didn't offer anything new. It didn't push the envelope of Marvel. You know, people were like, "All right, so I don't need to see this to understand things." Then, cool. Not going to waste the money. Cool. Not going to pay the babysitter. Cool. I'll wait for it to come out on HBO or be added to Disney Plus because they've already said it's going to be added to Disney Plus in a couple of months. So October. Yeah, October. So they're like, I'll wait for it for Disney Plus. And yeah, like, a I lot think- of people I've talked to and I when I've said, yeah, it was, it's an okay movie. It's not nothing spectacular. It doesn't add much. They're like, all right, well, I'm going to wait then. I think that's what a lot of people did. I think you can look at A Quiet Place because did this movie make more in the theaters than A Quiet Place Part 2? I don't know. You'd have to look. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure it I did. Think you can look I, at I, similar movies that didn't have an online uh, debut as well. Like A Quiet Place didn't debut in theaters and streaming at the same time. Fast and the Furious didn't. Uh, there's been several movies that haven't come out in the theaters and streaming simultaneously. You look at those movies like Fast and the Furious always brings in a ton of money. And I don't think it really did all that well. So just read the room. Well, well, I nobody is going to the theaters. Pandemic ahead, aside, it wouldn't have been the blockbuster hit she was expecting it to be. I, I don't know. Maybe Disney needs to come in and do something for her a little bit, but I don't think it, she would have gotten the fifty million high projection that they were expecting because it wouldn't have been this, you know, huge success anyway. It's just an okay. <laughs> so he's as projected. Okay, it's projected that ScarJo and I hooked up. By December 2020, I'm suing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think it would have been. The... She so, was expecting Matt, it to be some blockbuster phenomenon, and it, it wasn't that. So Matt, your your fiance Aaron said she loved the movie. She did. But is, is she is she a comic fan? No, no, she okay. likes the movies, the Marvel movies, but she's not a. She's and I not think a, a comic goer like I am. That's what I'm seeing is the people I've I've spoken to that have loved this movie are not comic fans. And the comic fans don't really like this movie because of what they did with Taskmaster. Yeah. But... I think that's what it comes down to is that the reason Endgame did so phenomenally is because comic fans and regular fans like that movie equally. Right? Well, I, the reason Endgame did so well is because you had 10 years of build up to it. It offered yeah. you something. The, the last movie left on such a cliffhanger we've never seen the villain win before 
And the last movie left with our heroes completely yeah. defeated, Thanos on top, and left with half of the the heroes that you've come to to know over the last 10 years obliterated. So people want to see how they're coming back. Endgame offered something new and different to the Marvel world to where this didn't. This was like a fill in the a filler. And if this movie came out years ago after Captain America's Civil War, we're having a completely different discussion. But I think the fact that it came after Endgame, you know she dies. You know her chat her her story's done here. What does the it entire, offer you? How do you get invested? What does this offer you? It offers you nothing. The entire movie is just meant as a driver to introduce Yelena yeah. and Red Guardian. Like that's and, really and Red Guardian as as like a sub note, right? Like the whole movie is meant to introduce Yelena and Florence Pugh as this new iteration of Yeah. And Stumbling Jedi says it'll be interesting to see how it turns out in the courts or Marvel will sell behind the closed doors. It doesn't make it to court. Marvel's gonna settle. I'm sure they will too because they want her they're gonna want her to appear in other things. Like if if they have a story that's focused on Yelena, they're most likely gonna have her come in and do um you know flashbacks or or voiceovers or they're gonna want her to continue working with the company. The same thing they're Absolutely. doing with Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Like they those guys are forever entrenched in the Marvel universe, whether they have starring roles or not. Like Robert Downey Jr., they're talking about him being in the Ironheart show as a as just a voice, you know. <laughs> I'm glad to see that Max is suing you for mental distress for being so bald. <laughs> I think that I caught your baldness, Mister. I've been balding since I was 12. I really it's contagious. Have. <laughs> you just yours accelerated more. I do have I do have hair, but you know I don't want to keep being a dead horse here. But like I said. It just beating off to a dead horse. That's yeah, she thing. it's sue them all you want. I know your contract says something, but all this is gonna do is moving forward. It's gonna you're gonna see actors and actresses probably want more kickbacks from direct to on demand stuff. Because honestly, I think if this this whole pandemic is solid to us anyways, that people are going to start consuming media in different ways, and they already have. And at home is a real powerhouse that they didn't think it was going to be. And people are going to consume these movies that way and don't want to necessarily go back to jam packed theaters. So, well, and let's be honest and I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She wasn't the first one to do this. John Krasinski did it first. <laughs> Stanley Jack, she does have a horse face. Who? Scarjo? <laughs> I, I think Scarjo's a good looking horse, man. Yeah, I think there's some she's beautiful. she's definitely not out here looking like Sarah Jessica Parker or anything, but uh, that horse face, but and and I just want to say one more thing about this movie. The the whole problem with this movie is it just seems like it's a giant uh by the way. Right? Yeah, and pretty much. <laughs> Solo Wiki says the more hair I lose, the more head I get. <laughs> stumbling says she would be more hot if she had an extra 30 million i guess she's just raunchy ranch dressing now there you go there you go absolutely that's my favorite yeah. comment of the night ranch dressing <laughs> huh but well she's losing in life you go from ryan reynolds to colin jost i mean right <laughs> downgraded huh <laughs> oh uh, we're gonna get canceled so fast but i want to move on to another <laughs> big thing here and that's he-man um have either of you watched the he-man and the masters of the universe yet no i 
I want to, but I don't know, dude. I'm conflicted. Okay, you're a Kevin Smith fan. You're also a yes. He-Man fan, kind of. Not a huge He-Man fan, right? Yeah, I'm not a huge, I'm not a, like a diehard Masters of the Universe fan. No. Was it good? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. Not not because of it was Kevin Smith, but look, I understand the backlash on this. I understand the backlash of all these He-Man fans coming out of the woodworks being like, well, you pitched it as a He-Man show and He-Man, I, well, I don't want to see, I can't talk about it without spoiling it for you guys. Well, here, but, here's the thing. It's not called He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. Absolutely. It's, it's called the Masters of the Universe. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I don't I don't think it was ever billed as a He-Man show. No, and it, well, it because they build it the way it was built is that they were gonna do it one way with a female hero and a female lead, and people got mad about that, so it started getting backlash. So when they did the trailer, they positioned it with more He-Man to make it look like that. And look, I don't care. I, I'm okay with the what they did to the movies because, like you just said, it is called Masters of the Universe. It is not called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It is a sequel to the He-Man show that was made just to sell toys. So it's okay that they take liberties with these characters. Kevin Smith doesn't owe you shit. They don't owe you anything. They don't owe your childhood anything. If being fans in this fandom, we know this. They're yeah. screwing our childhood all the time. They don't owe us anything. It, we we kind of have that entitled like thought process that, well, because we were fans of this when we were kids, they owe us this. They don't owe you shit. <laughs> so, you know, to take this and make it a story with a female lead and introduce new black characters, which I'm okay with that because they're new characters. They're not characters that were something else and they've gender bent them or race bent them or done anything to fit a narrative. These are new characters that are the, black asian indian whatever that's okay i i think we have to remember too like so you guys have heard me go off the rails when it comes to the michael bay ninja turtles movies right yeah i definitely kevin smith is a fan of this right and he's trying to do something that he thinks he as a fan would like to see as well as all the other fans it's different when he, he said he was and then it came out a tweet came out that said he was never a Masters of the Universe fan. So it's really it's up in the air. Yeah, he kind of insert foot and mouth on that one. But yeah. again, it's only the first five episodes. It lands on a huge cliffhanger. They they make hints at He-Man. Like there's a there's a key scene in there that you know see, and I can't talk about it because I don't want to ruin it for you two, but just there's they make hints that there's more to he-man than meets the eye and to me like i i don't think i think all the people griping and you know trying to review bomb it are are ridiculous i think review bombing in general is freaking stupid oh they do with all the dc movies i mean granted those movies suck but um i like that my i like that my fiance is in here talking about liking hot chicks (laughs) and people are picking up on it like yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just someone who she said referring back to you, Lance. She says, "Yeah, I'm sorry. Just someone who watches these movies oh. and entertained by them." And then and she Aaron, says, I hope. Go ahead. Also, yeah, Elena alone, hot and hilarious. So ScarJo is hot. What's not to love? 
and then Max Aaron likes hot chicks. Nice. And then she <laughs> says, I totally don't want to do anything with them, but I can appreciate a hot chick for sure. Just like we can all appreciate that Ryan Reynolds is hot. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get it. But and I then, would never I would never uh be first in line to ride that. So <laughs> So Ish no, says and, and, she uh he said on compliment episode, I've never been a He Man of the Universe and Masters of the Universe fan. And then they laugh at that He Man. Well, it is it's a show that was made solely to buy toys, to sell toys, man. Well, it's the same as know. She-Ra. I mean, She-Ra is a branch of the of the Masters universe. Dick Boy says she'd be hot as fuck if she hadn't got ripped off of 30 million. <laughs> and and Aaron, I, I hope you don't take what I like. I wasn't trying to be insulting when I said that. She knows. But I, yeah. I just think that as comic fans, we were a little annoyed with what they did with some of the characters. Lance, which, you know, you're now a I'm a hypocrite because I'm saying that for here. <laughs> you only have to listen to me rant about this for an hour. She's had to listen to me rant about it since the movie came out. So she's <laughs> she's well aware. No, but I just realized I'm being a hypocrite because on one side I'm saying I hate Black Widow because of what they did with Taskmaster and then He-Man in the Masters of the Universe. I'm saying, get over it, you freaking nerds. (laughs) (laughs) See, and as for me, me, I don't know if it's because I'm just uh, I'm a little too young or something. I didn't watch He-Man growing up or Masters of the Universe. I am extremely unfamiliar with these characters. Like, I know who He-Man is by looks. I know nothing about him. So like I don't, and that's what it is. That's the other part right there, Max. Is that this is a move? This is a continuation for a different generation. So it's it's not aimed at. It's not really aimed at the He Man, massive He Man fans. Like they, of course, they want to retain that audience, but this is a new generation that they're introducing to these characters for the first time. Like they did with the new Ninja Turtles, which I'll never watch. Yeah. And my kids asked, hey, Dad, can I watch the new Ninja Turtles? And I said, fuck no. <laughs> so, <laughs> my kids can't watch it either. <laughs> so know. you get it then. You get why He-Man fans are mad. Just in a different... But it's just the first five episodes. It's not like He-Man's never going to be in the in the show, right? Well, he is in the but... show. But they take some liberties with him. And he's not the main focus like he was back in the day. And, it's driving, and it, it drives He-Man people absolutely nuts he man was always kind of a dim wit to begin with he was always kind of a little bit in the show anyway so like it just i'm okay with what they did i'm okay so i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second then a lot of people didn't like that Zack snyder took liberties with superman and made him less joyful so perhaps the people that are mad about this are just as big of he-man fans as a lot of superman fans got mad about it i don't know that's just kind of where my brain is well they're not even they're not mad about all right i'm just gonna spoil it because that's what we do he dies (laughs) he dies like skeletor invades castle grayskull figures out the secrets of castle grayskull and all the magic and attorney is kept there and it explodes and he's got to use the the power sword to to retain the magic the power sword splits in two and he man and skeletor both die so they have to go to heaven and hell through Eternia to try and recombine the sword to get the magic back. And Prince Adam goes, to, they find Prince Adam in heaven and he's talking to him and you see all these past champions there that are in their champion form, which is what He-Man is. And Prince Adam is in his normal form. And Grayskull, which is the first champion, says, it's funny because 
all these previous champions have chosen their champion form. When you die, you get to choose your form. And all these past champions have chosen their champion form, but Prince Adam is the only one who's chosen to remain in his basic form. So that right there tells you that there's something else, a, a big reveal or cliffhanger that's that's sitting there that he's just tossing that morsel out there that something big is coming. And they're mad that the the his you know that a female protagonist they're going through Eternia to to reclaim the sword and then at the end of it like they reform the sword and Skeletor shows up and kills He Man again. He comes back from heaven, kills He Man again, and it ends in a huge cliffhanger. But it's the first five episodes. So what is this on? Netflix. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. First five episodes. There's still more to come. And, but people are mad because it was pitched as He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, so they thought He-Man was going to be all in it, but it's not. It's the Masters of the Universe. It's a it's a sequel series, and it's not like it, it's okay. Like they created new characters for this series. Some of these characters are are big in the He-Man mythos, but this is the first time you're seeing them, and they didn't like that they were you know. There was a, a woman or main character and people of color, and they felt like it was woke because they have people of color in it. And I'm just like, people of color ri- exist. Yeah, this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> like well, and they should have realized that that's what Kevin Smith goes for, anyways, because all of his, like at least recently, all of his movies have kind of had this woke, yes, thing to them. I mean. When you see Kevin Smith sign on a project, you know what you're getting. Like mm. none of that surprises me. No, and I'm like I said, I I see people just bashing this show because of you know, but like old He-Man fans are bashing it, and people who aren't He-Man fans that are just coming to this for the first time are like, man, I really like this. I liked it a lot. It was fun, you know. It was a fun show to watch. So I just think like it's time as you know, members of this culture and geeks to just realize that they don't give a fuck about your childhood and they're going to shit on your childhood any way they want to. And you can't do anything about it. And either you, you give it a chance or you don't, you know, going on the internet and blasting it isn't going to do much, but choosing not to watch it. will. you know, I always just go ahead, Max. I always get annoyed at the people who say that something ruined their childhood. I'm just like, a new piece of content that comes out that sucks doesn't ruin all the other great content that I saw growing up. Like, I don't care if the new Ninja Turtles are weird looking and the voice acting sucks or whatever. I watched Turtles in the '90s and I loved it. I just, I just think it's hyperbolic when people say that stuff. Well, here, here's my thing with this: like, the changes that they made, they didn't necessarily change any of the characters. They just introduced new characters, right? Right. The, well, and people right. are Some... mad that their favorite character is not in it. Really. Right. Exactly. So my issue with the new Ninja Turtles is they changed all the characters. They changed. Yes, they changed their backstory. They've changed. They changed everything for the new Michael Bay stuff. No, Absolutely. that's fine. I'm not well, saying the cartoon too. And the cartoon. Like I'm not the saying you're and... wrong to dislike it, but to say yeah. that that ruins your childhood, I just think is dumb to say. I just think they they bill it as this. It's a nostalgia grab, right? They they bill it as this nostalgic thing. 
and get you all hyped up for it and then release it and then just completely it feels like pandering almost in the, in the beginning like oh tune in for this like people that love the original will love this one or whatever it may be and it just feels like a money grab right and you want people to to come into these these projects that actually care about the material like a james gunn or kevin feige like that care and give a shit about the material rather than just making a movie like let's not take uh, for instance i'll use this as an example every mario game that's been made in the last 20 years started out as a game for something else nintendo deemed it not marketable and threw mario in it you know what i mean that's kind of what some of these movies feel like is that they have a premise and they're like oh it's not marketable enough let's put a recognizable character in there and mm-hmm. make it mar- marketable and that to me just screams money right that that to me just screams we are going to take these people right to hell with with the source material and everything that's why marvel is so successful because there's a lot of things in there like oh i remember that from the comics or oh yeah they changed it but they did it in a way that was um respectful or something like that you know what i mean like did anybody go up in arms that nick fury is now a black guy He's a black guy in the comics. He's a black guy in the ultimate universe. Like it's Yeah, no <laughs> nobody went up in arms in that. Did anybody go no. up in arms that that um I'm trying to think of a, another thing from from uh from the Marvel universe that they changed. Uh oh, the Mandarin, yes, but the Mandarin seemed less respectful to the source material, right? Yes. I don't know. But like I'm just I don't know. Like, like you said, there's a difference between, like you said, changing the character to to fit a narrative. We'll we'll go back to Black Widow, changing Taskmaster to feed a female woke narrative, versus introducing new characters that may be of a of a color and taking liberties to expand. They they didn't really change any of these characters that much, so taking new liberties to expand the, these characters' journeys and depth. It's a different thing. It just feels like they cheapen it. Like, I think if you're going to change a character and it's in a good way, you know, great. Like, I love what the the Rocky and Creed movies did, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than reboot Rocky and make Rocky a black guy or whatever, they created a whole new story with with Michael B. Jordan playing uh, Apollo's, yep. uh, yeah, playing his son, and they made it true to the originals, and it seemed like the that the person that made these two movies really cared about those original movies was with sly you know and and we all loved it right creed was a great movie and because it feels respectful to the source material michael bay comes in he's like i'm gonna take an explosive alien movie and throw throw megan fox into it because she's hot uh but they're gonna be eight foot tall turtles that that wear earrings and shit like it just it, it was insulting. Well, and I think that's how a lot of people feel about this too, with the the whole like portraying He Man being there and then they kill him off right away and he's not in the first five episodes, people. Like that's just relax a little bit. I think it's just meant to keep you to keep you on the hook. Like I'm yeah. sure they're not gonna kill off the most marketable character right from the show. Like and you even said he went to heaven 
and then he came back and got killed again. Mm-hmm. So obviously that narrative has been painted that the dude can come back. Like, well, right. Know. So we'll, we'll have to see what happens, but yeah, it's this whole big thing. But sticking out of Kevin Smith, we got word that Clerks 3 is coming. And if you want more proof of how well woke Kevin Smith is, the premise of Clerks, the Clerks 3 is that Dante has a massive heart attack and lives and decides to make a movie about his time in the quick stop. <laughs> it's basically a behind the scenes of the first Clerks. It's a basically of like <laughs> Clerks reboot where they're going to make the movie Clerks about Dante's life. That you've already seen. I'm so on board for this, dude. So on board. Woke. Stay woke, people. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) All right. Let's get to the top. My top five new release comic books of this week. What do we got this week? Coming in number five, we got Vinyl. Our serial killer, Walter, has sealed himself in an underground bunker with a sunflower death cult. Now he's being hunted by an insane... Uh, married of husks, sunflower girls, and monsters. Everything the cult can send at him. Good thing Walter didn't come alone. That's right. Walter brought along some friends. This is a good book. If you like plastics, if you like like serial killer stuff, this is a great book to pick up. Uh, issue two was, was just as good as issue one. I like the music vibe they put into that, how they tie that into the, the story, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, number four. We got Batman Reptilian by Garth Ennis. Batman hits the streets in search of the creature terrorizing Gotham's underworld and hits them hard. First stop is the lair of the penguin, but Oswald Cobblepot is at death's door, which is better off than the beast left to many of his uh, cronies. The mangled rogue has no answers for Batman but his blood and the spurring secrets that it holds. We'll send the vigilante even deeper into darkness. I hate this book. I... I, (laughs) stumbling jedi legit stumbling the art is the art's amazing i I gotta give it to the art the art is amazing stumbling jedi messages me all the time like he's the reason i picked up the issue one and then he was like batman reptilian issue two comes out tomorrow and i was like awesome so i picked it up and read it and like the story is just kind of all over the place this is a book that you have to read two or three times to kind of get it the art is awesome i like the liberties they take with the art and in the way they do things in this book, but I just, I don't know if I'm going to keep going. I don't, I'm sorry, stumbling. I don't know if I can keep going like at this rate. I just, so why did it oof. make your list? Just cause it was one of the top books I picked up this week. Um, uh, just, I, I threw on there basically just for stumbling Jedi because he wanted me to talk about it. And <laughs> it's the, the art is amazing, but the story is, is kind of, so he wants you to talk about it, and you put it on here like I hate this. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, issue three is amazing fantasy number one uh, came in at number three this week. Uh, Red Room, Black Widow, Teenage Spider Man, World War Two, Captain America—the most iconic versions of your favorite Marvel characters from across time and space—all wake up on an island of um, intrigue, darkness, and amazing fantasies. Are they dead? Are they dreaming? Or have they truly been transported to another fantastical realm? And this is where they find, um, is there any way for them to return home? This isn't just love letter to your favorite Marvel eras. It's a reinvestment in the uh, seminal characters you've always loved, plucked from their um, timelines, brought to you. Yeah, (laughs) it's a good book, man. It was a lot of fun to read. 
Uh, I would definitely check it out if you want to see some of these characters in, in different lights. Uh, it's definitely a good callback to that amazing fantasy lineage, which kicked off Spider-Man and so many other characters. So, so is that Thor <laughs> or Captain America on the back of that? Wouldn't you like to know? Like read the book. Uh, stuff like Jedi says, bring back, bring back Corbin to have my back. Look, I'll I'll try to get Corbin and and uh, Ish on next time when issue when issue three comes out and they can talk about it so i don't have to read it because what are we talking about batman yes <laughs> Corey says corbin would present us with an educated review on any and all things batman yeah you could I, and he would give you dog shit unbiased. <laughs> yes he would pack you could package dog shit in a ziploc bag put a batman logo on it and corbin thinks it's going to be the greatest thing that ever happened to the comic book industry since you know batman's initial yes. creation <laughs> he, that man has a blind spot for batman he definitely does. anybody who tells me the joel schumacher movies are good is sick in the head <laughs> number two this week from joshua williams comes robin number four damian wayne versus his grandfather the immortal raza ghoul for years batman's son avoided learning the ways of the demon from raz but now is training uh maybe exactly what robin needs to win the league of lazarus tournament plus ravenger follows the mysterious respawn into secret lazarus island if you're not reading this book you definitely need to it's basically damian wayne enters dc's version of a mortal Kombat tournament oh that sounds cool and it's so far it's been a lot of fun so that sounds cool (laughs) should i send him a batman fart in a jar let me tell you Stumbling Jedi sent me a World of Warcraft fart in a jar. This dude sends Kyle a big ass bottle of ex- a bottle of expensive whiskey, and I get a a goddamn World of Warcraft fart in a jar. <laughs> I'm opening this thing and I'm like, God, what is that fucking smell? This thing is terrible. And it's a little <laughs> it's a little jar, and I open it's got a little scroll in it, and I was like, What is this? Like some died in here. And I open it up, and there's this little scroll. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm about to, I'm like vomiting. I'm like, like as I'm looking at this, so I like unroll the scroll, the scroll, and it says, "You've been sent a World of Warcraft fart in a jar." And I was like, "Son of a bitch!" So I like packed it all up and like threw it in the back seat of my car. Like it was, oh. <laughs> Did you get pink eye after that? <laughs> I. From the fecal yeah. matter just blasting you in the face. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of an experience I had. I can sleep through like anything. Like I've literally slept through microbursts. I could just I sleep like a log. But my and my brother knew that growing up. And so he decided it would be funny. I was sleeping one night and he had his friends over. They fart in a jar, put it in the freezer, because so I guess that makes it even worse for like an <laughs> hour or two. And then they come into the room and open that thing up in front of my nose. Oh, I was up, but that was the most putrid thing I've ever smelled in my life. It was nasty. <laughs> so I've never thought to fart in a jar and put it in a freezer before. That's some so, next level diabolical shit right there. It's ironic that Max says he sleeps like a log because it also sounds like he's uh, sawing logs when he sleeps as well. That's true. I snore quite loudly. <laughs> uh, and my number one book this week, Amazing Spider-Man 71, Sinister War, my Nick Spencer Amazing Spider-Man 71 is a quiet moment in the Sinister War storyline, shifting focus from the web-slinger to the two of his villains and continuing to peel back the layers of Kindred's character 
Spencer's final Spider-Man story shows no signs of slowing down and hasn't even hit halfway point. Yes, this is a, this is a big, big um, issue. It really involves Mysterio and Mary Jane, and it takes a lot of points back from the original first couple issues of Amazing Spider-Man where Mysterio shows up. It takes stuff from the um, Spider-Man crossover between Miles Morales and Peter Parker and brings it all in the forefront with Kindred. If you're not reading Sinister War, I, I definitely say get on it. It's some of the best Amazing Spider-Man stuff I've read in a long time. I know Lance was looking at it last time I talked about it. Um, it's it's definitely been some of the best Amazing Spider-Man stuff, like I said, in a long time, and the best of Nick Spencer's run. So, so is that uh, Kindred that's holding him? It is. He looks badass, dude. He is pretty badass. Yeah, that art, so, that art is great. And it all kind of seems to be revolving around the, the One More Day storyline where Mephesto is very much in this and so is dr strange and seems to be having a lot to do with the deal peter parker made at the end of civil war to restore his identity and make people forget that he's spider-man and save aunt may's life all at the cost of his relationship with mary jane so when do you think they're going to start taking some of these new characters that they created like this one and putting them in the in the movies it'll be a long time probably I don't know with Spider-Man. I don't know because they're taking it, so many liberties with their the villains. Who knows? And it also depends how popular they are. Like if this this oh, character is really popular, ass. they'll put him in a movie. I would love to see. Like Miss Marvel is a man. fairly new character. She's getting a show. <laughs> Still legit. says, "Dang, a frozen fart head to kitchen as we speak." <laughs> Vicious man. <laughs> Vicious. Don't give him my address. <laughs> yes the momoko cover is is very nice that's the uh actually i think i have it sitting right that's the one i showed yeah this is the the variant to it the peach momoko oh yeah spider gwen variant i love that so dope ass cover love that. and that's the top books for this week in my opinion let me know what you guys are picking up this week let me know what you're picking up next week. Let me know what comics you're reading that are getting you excited and uh, enough to fart in a jar and put it in a freezer, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys can go ahead and, and talk. Snake Eyes, spoil it up because I have not seen this movie and I don't plan on seeing this movie. So It's good, man. You should go see it. Are you not Are you not a fan? Like, I'm a I huge G.I. Joe fan. Snake Eyes is my favorite character, but I've heard that I've heard from a lot of people that this movie isn't that great, that this movie doesn't do justice with this for this character, and that this is probably a movie that they should not that they should not have chose to launch a new G.I. Joe's franchise on the back of. Well, I gotta say this. So we've all seen the first two. This is light years better than the first two. Right? I agree. God. So I said, this one's for my mother-in-law. She's not going to know what to hit her when she goes to make her acai bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ish is right. Ish, Ish likes it's a it. good movie. I agree. Uh, now, I'll be, I'll be honest. I played with G.I. Joe toys growing up. I remember going to my grandparents' house. Those were the only toys they had. It was like my favorite thing to do at my grandpa and grandma's house was play with the GI Joes that had like all the little, you know, those little like connector pieces on them. And I loved them, but I didn't watch the show. And so I'm not like familiar with the characters. And so 
I will admit that. Like, I don't really have a ton of preconceived notions about Snake Eyes. And so for me, it was just an enjoyable movie with, you know, like, samurai and ninjas. Like, and I always, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for ninjas. I'm a sucker for things that are set in Japan. I think Japanese culture is really cool. I love the samurai stuff. I, I just, so for me, this ticks a lot of boxes. It's interesting because I, like, wasn't super stoked to see it. I saw the trailer and I was like, yeah, it looks fun. But I wasn't stoked to see it. And then last night, just on a whim, I decided, I called Lance up. I'm like, dude, you want to just go see this? And so we went and saw it. And I'm glad we did. I thought it was really, it was really good. Like, It's a last, lot of fun. Like, it, uh, it, there's nothing thought-provoking about it or anything. No. It's just fun, you know, hand-to-hand combat. And, and uh, Henry it, Golding is a fantastic actor. And he, like, he, you really feel that he, that he like cares about the character and so i loved it every it's second of it best movie i've seen of the last three i've seen it was better than f9 it was better than black widow um i've really liked it it's just saying he's a long long lifelong gi joe fan and he still likes it that's hey that's telling and i guess it just depends on what, what do you like about snake eyes like as a character matt what i just like the is, ninja aspect of it the fact that he never really talked was cool like he was just always he was just always my favorite GI Joe. Like I like that dynamic between him and Storm Shadow. Like it was just him yes, and Storm I Shadow did. were always my two favorite. Mike, I grew up watching the GI Joe cartoon. <laughs> you fetuses! I was up I was 80s. born in the late eighties. I'm a nineties kid. I will I will openly admit that. So I'm right in the middle. Like I grew up. Yeah, he talks a lot. Yeah, it is different. Like I noticed right off the get-go, I was like, oh, he's speaking quite a bit. <laughs> I don't enjoy silent characters, really. I don't find them that interesting. Like I don't mind speaking little. Like Master Chief, for instance, in Halo, he doesn't talk a lot, but he talks. Um, so I I did know that Snake Eyes doesn't talk a lot, but I, I enjoyed the fact that he actually had more of a personality. Yeah, like, I, I Black I Noir. Black Noir and the boys was like my perfect version of Snake Eyes. See, and I, I do, I don't, I like Black Noir, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know anything about the character, which makes him kind of interesting. But at the same time, I'm like, why should I care? Because I know nothing. So I, I don't know. I prefer to. <laughs> so what he says your left hand. <laughs> Is it fun like sitting on your hand in a waffle chair? Fun like using your left hand. Uh. Larry Hama is whirling in his grave and he isn't even dead. See, you've got so many, like there's so many split opinions on this. It's well, the box office opinion is that it's not very good. So I guess Lance and I may be in the minority there, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, The action was really fun. There were some stupid things. Like, let me just say this right now when they're fighting, like it'll be one guy versus like 20. And the one guy comes out on top. I'm like, well, that was kind of dumb. But at the same time, I understand it's just supposed to be a fun action movie. And at times, I really liked it because you'd have these moments where you, they would like freaking bowling ball knock over these these uh, people they were going up against. It 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 was so leftovers. Aggie says the first twenty minutes is good. First twenty minutes is good, but I I enjoyed the ending of it. The story definitely yeah. takes a different turn, but I enjoyed it's it all nothing, through. It, it's nothing groundbreaking. Right, like it, it's nothing like I'm like, oh, that movie was amazing, right? It was just a lot of fun, like, and 
I liked this better than I liked Mortal Kombat, and I felt they were very similar kind of movies. Just not this obviously is not as gory, but the story's better in this. I and do it think it's better than been Black better Widow. If it was gory though. Yeah, there were a lot of moments where I'm like, that would have been cooler if you saw that guy's head get chopped off, or <laughs> arms, or like you know, it, it would have been pretty cool. Yeah, but it's from Hasbro, dude. Like it's not. Well, it's a PG-13 movie. They're trying to you know mass appeal. I get it. But the action was really the good. I, I I enjoyed the action, the motorcycle chases, the the stealth, the ninja aspects. It was. I loved the uh, um, you know the callback to the Joes, and uh, I thought um, the Baroness was pretty dumb, like she was quite silly. But yeah, luckily she's me. not in it a whole lot. No, she's not in it a whole lot, but. It was still funny. Like, there's a moment at the end where, so basically, like in the story, Matt, you've got like uh, the the cobras eventually get looped in, and you've come to realize the cobras are really the ones trying to cause the main conflict. Um, originally, you think it's the yakuza, but it's really the cobras that are like pulling the strings of the yakuza. And at the end of it, the yakuza leader betrays the cobra person, Baroness, and then Baroness has to team up with the the one Joe character and snake eyes and like help take them down. And it just creates some funny moments where you got the Baroness teaming up with uh, which character was it? It was that female Joe. That oh, was I can't remember her can't name. I remember. I feel bad. I'm, Mike's probably just like, how do you not know who that character is? And I'm sorry, Mike, I've, I've let you down, but I found those moments to be fun. Uh, they were, you know, they were comical. I brought some levity to it. I, I don't really need to keep talking about this. Like, I feel like oh, I Star- Scarlet's in it. Nice. Scarlet. That's the one. So yeah, I don't have like a ton to say. I just enjoyed it. I had fun and I would gladly watch this movie again. Yeah. There, there's no, at not any point in this movie. Are you like, Oh, I didn't see that coming. Right. Like it's not, it's not groundbreaking. It's not, well, that's not true. I didn't. See what? Well, like the, one of the main points of the story is, you think he betrays the Yakuza when really he's working for the Yakuza. I didn't see that coming. I thought he was I thought he was actually betraying the Yakuza, but it turned out he was working for him. Oh yeah, I I um I I kind of got an inkling that there was something they got away way something too fishy easily. going on. Yeah. Like why does the dude ask the new guy to shoot shoot the guy that's you know, from the other clan, you know, it just, I don't know. I just, there's I just point, can't see, I just can't see Henry Golding in anything other than pretty rich Asians. Oh dude. Last Christmas is a great movie. It's a really good one. Last Christmas. It says a lot of Shakespearean level betrayal in this movie. Okay. That's true. There is. I don't know. It was good, man. I, I give it, you know, definitely a rewatch for sure but like i said it's not groundbreaking and none of these like five out of seven breakers five (laughs) out of seven breaker breakers (laughs) (laughs) all these and this is why this is not a huge genre for me i definitely am uh, not seeing it (laughs) (laughs) the uh the the sword play like type movies it's not something i get really into because i think they're pretty much all the same 
um max really likes this kind of stuff I but love this i've stuff. never been into it like the, literally what we watched all the last these samurai kind of like in the last two weeks i love it yeah the last I samurai mean, hated oh that is one of the <laughs> that, greatest movies ever made that, uh, yeah it is bombing hard it's got a 38 percent rotten tomato score so that's i'm sure that's helping it a lot <laughs> yeah lance and i i just think it's not a movie minority it's it's not a movie that's drawing people to the theaters. I think that's what you're going to find um, with these movies that are being released right now, like uh, the Hitman's wife's body or what? How do you say it? Hitman's wife's bodyguard, which I which I liked a lot. But oh, these yeah, movies well, aren't these movies aren't a reason for people to be like, I got to get to the theaters, like Black Widow or. Fast so Nine. let me ask you this, and uh, and Ish, and then Grizzly in the chat. You guys have both seen it. Is this a movie that you think will catch on and do better on demand release and DVD release? Yeah. Or absolutely. do you think this is something that's just going to carry on this, like, don't see it mentality? No, I think once it hits a streaming platform, it's going to get more eyes. I just think the only people going to see this right now are probably G.I. Joe fans <laughs> that are probably like, what the fuck is this, you know? that are fan like this is a movie that gets them out of their house but we were gonna wait max and i were gonna wait to see it on streaming right max yeah I, that was my plan and then i was just kind of bored last night and i'm like let's go see a movie so this is what we saw because i didn't yeah. want to see old that movie looks stupid oh god yes it's m night Shyamalan. it's gonna be stupid yeah, but it looks so dumb i get annoyed every time i see a trailer for it I'm like can we not i don't want to see this i feel like that's all the movie like to me, feeling. that's what like that's what I said when I saw the the Snake Eyes trailer. I was like, "Oh, that's a movie that I'll I'll watch when it's on HBO." It's not something that like I'm clamoring to go to the theaters. Yeah, and and like I said, it's not fantastic. It's not the greatest movie I've seen. Like, it was just a lot of fun, and it's worth a watch. But Grit says I, yes, it'll be much better on streaming. Yeah. So. Ish says Batman vs Superman at twelve percent Rotten Tomato score still made eight hundred million dollars. Yeah, because people are Batman marks. Well, there's about twelve percent of the population that understood. Leftover says the Green Knight was good, way better than Snake Eyes. See, the Green Knight is a movie I'm actually interested in. Which one's the Green Knight? It's a twenty-four, Lance. You'll eat it up, even if it sucks. You're gonna love it. Yeah. Which one is that? I don't even know what that is. Looks like you need to look it up, buddy. But Isn't and then like a uh, King Arthur tale or something like that. It's like, well, my name is Kyle says I'm suing Disney for not having Owen Wilson say wow. And Loki. Wow. Way to be an hour and a half late to the party, buddy. Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kyle. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, is it, Kyle. Is this that Dev to tell? Is this the guy from, um, what movie was, was i don't know a lot about green knight i'm not the one answer. i know all i know is i saw the trailer for it during honestly before fast fast nine and it looked badass it does, it does look cool it does yeah it's Dev patel yeah yeah this is interesting for a24 to do a movie like this it is uh it says how will streaming help you won't be paying a fee just to watch Snake Eyes, unless it's VOD, this will go down as a hundred million loss for Joe series. Well, no, free streaming. Like when it, if it's on Netflix or HBO Max or something like that, it's gonna do. Like you just look at the um, 
the manifest show right nobody was watching the show when it was on network tv it comes on netflix it it broke the record for being number one, their number one tv show and it's still number four and it's been on netflix for weeks and weeks and weeks and season three is coming out and it's going to go back to number one a lot more eyes like nbc canceled it a lot more eyes have been on it since it's on netflix and now netflix and nbc are in a bartering war to get it back on the air like movies like this or shows like that are just going to do better when people can watch them at their leisure and not have to get out of their seat or pay money to see it or whatever it's just saying it's going to be on Paramount Plus, not Netflix or HBO. So, the, yeah, then you'll have to pay. I'm not buying another streaming service to watch this movie. Oh, I mean, I have Paramount Plus, so that's a moot point to me. Well, la-dee-da, look at this guy. I got Paramount Plus. Well, and I'm pretty sure everybody that has Comcast has Paramount Plus for free. How do you have Comcast in Arizona? No, I don't have Comcast. I was going to say, how the hell do you have the Comcast? Comcast is one of the largest uh, cable providers in the in Look the at country. Lance Daddy Deep Pockets over here. I got <laughs> no, Comcast. I, just, I got I Paramount just, Plus. I just gamed the system and split everything with Max. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that, okay? We don't. We don't. Okay? Officially, we don't do that. <laughs> As I was just giving a, a free PSA to the Pirate Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so what I've learned here tonight, boys, is that Snake Eyes, it, it, it's a movie depending on who you ask. It's, it's a movie no matter who you ask. Yeah. It's, it, it's a movie. Yeah, Take it or leave it, you know. I, just I mean, go see it, Matt. You're not, heard, missing, you're not missing anything. If you I've heard it. a guy who calls himself the movie mechanic say, eh, it was boring. So... And then I got. Oh, did he? I thought he liked Snake Eyes. I guess. And I then I got Grizz saying it's it's bad, and then Ish is saying it's good, and you guys are saying I just don't know who to believe. How about your co-hosts? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I know, Matt man. and I differ on movies quite often. I think. There's I have no stake in this game. You and I just reviewed it, so whether Matt sees it or not, now I don't care. <laughs> yeah, your jobs here are done, and yeah. you guys did them fantastically. Who trusts mechanics? <laughs> right. I mean, that's a good point, Ish. <laughs> I like Kyle in the chat. Rich Boy says, Oh, I have Paramount Plus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anything else you guys want to touch on this week? The only thing I want to say is that I am entered in for the flighting program for Halo Infinite, and I'm really hoping I get in. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you go to haloinsider.com, you can sign up to potentially get into the alpha that they have going on right now to where you can test out the Halo Infinite multiplayer early. But I think you're, it's only against bots. You're not playing online against other people. But still, you get to experience the game a little bit. I'm hoping I get in. I hope you do too. Fingers crossed. Lance, anything? Nope. Except uh, I'm excited for What If. Me too. I think that's going to curb my Marvel. Wait, is next week week Suicide Squad? Is that next next week? Is Suicide Squad? Yes. So you know, we'll definitely talk about that next week. Um, But uh, I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. Well, my name is Kyle Ish Grizz, Solo Wookie, Stumbling Jedi, who is about to just completely obliterate his mother-in-law with a (laughs) fart in a jar. Um, it's always great as all great as always having you guys in the chat, making it a good time. Aaron, my love, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Guys, I'm gonna leave it. 
the only way we should leave an episode of Absolute Geek from now on. And that's where the final comment and a pitch from one of our listeners. And that's Ish. Go see it in theaters, folks. Make up your own mind. Support Joe's box office as the other half of the battle. And uh, yeah, the more you know, right? And knowing is half the battle. And we'll see you guys next time. The more you know. G.I. <laughs> <G>. Joe. <laughs>